George Washington is celebrated as a hero of the Revolutionary War and the first president of the United States of America. He has an almost mythic place in the pantheon of American culture. Countless books, plays, and films have depicted his determination, his leadership, and his military strategy. However, despite the vast quantity of research and literature surrounding Washington, scholars have failed to answer one extremely important question. Could George Washington fight? I'm Zach Knight. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. For this episode, I mainly used the 2011 Pulitzer Prize winning book Washington, A Life by Ron Chernow and the National Wrestling Hall of Fame's online database as resources. Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army, First President of the United States, Hero of the Revolution, and a Founding Father of American Democracy. George Washington towers over the American cultural consciousness. When the average American hears the name Washington, they might imagine his legendary nighttime crossing of the Delaware River. Or perhaps they think of his famous warning against political parties and foreign involvement. Others might remember that he maintained a large slave plantation, which is true, or that he had wooden teeth, which is false. These people are all missing the point. What they should be thinking about is if George could have kicked their ass. So, this is a definitive answer to the age-old question, would George Washington be good in a street fight? We are assuming that this is an unarmed, one-on-one fight, the classic sort of hypothetical bar fight scenario. We'll break down George's potential fighting ability into three sections. Striking, if George had the ability to protect himself and land significant damaging strikes on the feet with punches, kicks, and other attacks. Grappling, if George could control and hurt his opponent in the clinch and on the ground. And X-Factors, if there were any possible outside considerations that could influence George's potential combat capabilities. Here's the tale of the tape. George Washington stood 6'2 and weighed around 210 pounds making him a giant of a man in his time. Even today, a man as big as George was is larger than most people on Earth and would be a light heavyweight or heavyweight in combat sports. He was notably strong, even for his size, and was skilled at marksmanship, saber fencing, and horseback riding. George's striking capabilities were questionable. There are no records of George Washington ever boxing or practicing any other sort of striking-based martial art that was popular during his lifetime. However, there is definitive evidence that George was an expert swordsman. He began training in sword fighting at the age of 19 when he joined the British Army, and by his mid-twenties he was widely considered to be one of the best saber fencers in the colonies. He preferred what's called a hanger-style saber and wore one on his hip throughout his military campaigns. His personal sword can be seen today at the History Museum at Mount Vernon in Virginia. Now, sword fighting is obviously not the same as a non-weapon-based striking martial art. The ability to swing a sword does not guarantee the ability to throw a punch. 
It does, however, demonstrate that George was in great shape and had phenomenal hand-eye coordination. And there are some sword skills that are somewhat transferable to a striking contest, specifically knowledge of footwork, feints, and distance management. Could George Washington strike? Maybe. He probably was not a smooth operator on the feet, but he could have potentially had some good timing and aim on his punches. In the grappling department, George was much more credentialed. Washington was a skilled wrestler and won a county championship at the age of 18. He practiced a style of grappling called collar and elbow wrestling, a form of catch wrestling that includes trips, throws, pins, and submissions, and has more in common with modern submission grappling or judo than American folk style or freestyle wrestling. George maintained his wrestling skills throughout his life. At the age of 47, he entered a friendly tournament against some Massachusetts volunteers. He defeated seven of them in one day, with every man he competed against being significantly younger than him. Could George grapple? Yes, it seems that he was an expert wrestler. But fighting isn't all about the technical skills. It's also about heart, and toughness, and physical limits. A fighter can have all of the technique in the world, but if they don't have a strong resolve, they will break under pressure. There are fighters that have unstoppable determination, but suffer from physical problems such as having a glass jaw or an easily injured shoulder. What are some of these intangibles that could further influence George's fighting capabilities? George was an experienced career soldier who fought in two major wars. He served for three years under British command in the French and Indian Wars and was commander-in-chief of the Continental Army for all eight years of the American Revolution. During those conflicts, he was shot at, starved, and suffered through brutal weather conditions. He often led from the front lines, charging into battle alongside his men. While being a veteran soldier does not guarantee fist-fighting prowess, it does indicate a sort of rough-and-tumble lifestyle and a high degree of mental and physical toughness. Washington was the type of person who could use his raw willpower and creativity to get out of bad situations. Despite all of his experience and skills, George may have had one fatal weakness, his bad teeth. Washington had dental problems his entire life, requiring frequent teeth pullings. He often had infected gums, and suffered great discomfort from his metal and ivory dentures. His dentures even distorted the shape of his face, and sometimes made it difficult to speak. It seems entirely possible that one good punch could have sent George's teeth flying out of his mouth and put him in a place of horrible pain. In summation, George was an experienced and skilled grappler with no real striking ability. He was large and physically strong and had an iron will. He also had a potential weakness due to his dentures, which were already painful and could be easily knocked out of place. If the average person is fist-fighting George Washington, they only have one viable strategy. They have to land a single good punch on George's infected, malformed jaw before he grabs them, throws them to the ground, and beats them up. It is extremely hard to accurately land a punch. Pro boxers regularly land at a rate of about 40%. 
Add in the fact that George would be rapidly closing the distance, looking to maul his opponent, odds are high that George would emerge victorious in most street fights. The only exceptions would be those individuals that are both skilled wrestlers and large enough to keep the first president of the United States from taking them down and breaking their arms. Finally, an answer for the question that scholars and philosophers have debated for centuries. Could George Washington kick your ass? Research indicates that he could. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America. If you want to support the podcast, go to the website at shakingamerica.com and click on the Ko-Fi link at the bottom left of the page. Or tell somebody about the podcast. Both are very helpful. Sorry for doing two fighting-based episodes in a row with this one and the last one on Max Baer, but I was already reading that book about Washington, and sometimes inspiration strikes and you have to see it through. Thanks again, and see you next time.